Airlines have canceled more than 3,000 flights and delayed another 14,000 more in the U.S. over the last two days as the summer travel season kicks into high gear. Airlines globally have canceled hundreds of flights, citing labor shortages. Weather and staff shortages are the main cause. The staffing problem, especially for pilots and flight attendants, is a major factor. European airports are also dealing with major staffing shortages, worker strikes, and constant delays and cancellations. The result has been long queues at the airport, lost luggage, long layovers, and loads of disappointment. If you've flown recently, you know what it's like. It's not just a pilot shortage, it's a worker shortage. Passport control officers, immigration officers, security checkpoint officers, counter and gate agents. And the weights at these airports is outrageous. It's gotten so bad that Heathrow Airport, historically Europe's busiest airport, is now telling airlines to stop selling summer tickets. The poster child for this one, though, is Amsterdam Schiphol. They tried to limit the number of people allowed in the terminal at any one time. That didn't work. Then they asked the airlines to cut their flights voluntarily. That didn't work. So they've now instituted a rule unprecedented. They're now forbidding airlines to sell any more tickets anywhere into or out of Amsterdam between now and the end of this month. Wow. That's n- In the middle of summer, that's never happened. There are multiple reasons fueling disruptions from bad weather to the economic impact of the war in Ukraine. We've already seen strikes across a wide variety of industries lately, from carpenters in Seattle to bus drivers in Maryland to coal miners in Alabama. But labor shortages have been cited as the most common reason. So what is a tight labor market? Employees have the ability to put pressure on their management teams to want flexibility to work from home and also other perks. The labor market has uh, shifted the nexus of power from employers uh, to workers. And how is it affecting different industries? And finally, how does it fuel the straight-up chaos in airports globally? That's what we're going to handle here at THC today. Tune in. If you'd known how important the technology economy was 20 years ago, would you have done things differently? The internet, cell phones, the cloud, and data. Things have changed. We're here to talk about it. Hi, I'm Jed. Hi, I'm Shikhar. Welcome to Things Have Changed, your new economics and technology podcast. So, uh, how many times was your your flight delayed recently, Shaker? Okay, 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 okay. I said okay five times, <laughs> but the cancellations were more than the number, <laughs> more. number of okays that I said. <laughs> but no, r- legit. Um, so, you know, past week, we took a break from THC. We were traveling. Jed and I were traveling. So I flew out. I was in Miami to visit a few friends. And my flight was delayed three times. Oh it was God. set to be boarding in five minutes. So I was anticipating, okay, jumping on the flight and finally getting back home. Yeah, yeah. And then the message, the pop-up on my app says, hey, your flight is canceled. And the screen in front of me says, boards in five minutes. <laughs> So this was day Jesus. one. This happened on day two as well. And then I too, I finally got a flight on day three in the morning because what was happening was a lot of flights at night was getting delayed. And as a result, yeah. 
um, they couldn't fly a red eye, you know, post midnight. So I was like, okay, I need a morning morning flight, and that's what finally did the trick, and I finally got back home. Jeez, yeah, it's interesting. I was literally watching Aziz Ansari um, stand up special on Netflix, and the whole theme of that special was everything is a little more expensive than it was, and everything is a little more shittier than what it was, and that was that's what it kind of felt like because <laughs> it's an understatement. Yeah, uh, you know, from restaurants to to um, we come back to the leisure industries, so hospitality and airlines, all of that comes under that um, umbrella. And it seems like just the shortage in labor that these get, this, these industries as a whole is facing is causing so much pain to the actual consumers. I mean, I, I think that's where the markets for jobs are the craziest. You know, we talked about this in in early 2020 where certain industries just suffered so much from covid you yeah. know those industries that required wreckage. contact yeah dude they were t- remember they were training we talked about this in in the podcast they were training uh um flight stewardesses to become nurses like i don't know what airline that was but that was something we talked about in one of yeah, our episodes. i remember that you know like wow. because dude it was so crazy right and and you couldn't find a restaurant that was open that was willing to you know take you in so the job of a busser a, a server in the restaurants those are wiped out during the pandemic so it's kind of interesting follows layoffs. as we come back opening up yeah it was crazy yeah, i mean it was crazy even pilots at some point because f- dude flying stopped there was a mass layoff furloughs basically they don't pay you but you're still technically an employee right that's that's what furloughs are Dude, that's crazy. That happened yeah. across the board and that resulted in so much churn in the employees actually. And you're talking about industries that, you know, with regards to food and hospitality, not so much. Okay, you don't need training as much. But with regards to airlines, you need your pilot to know what he's doing. Yep. <laughs> it's in intense <laughs> training yeah. so you can't just shout out to spirit you, you shout out to spirit <laughs> for hiring all those pals don't know what the fuck they're doing <laughs> dude we are gonna, that's not gonna make the final cut because they can sue us uh but <laughs> like no they've actually been pretty good i i've had good experiences in in uh spirit i i uh, hear actually yeah you're, you're just throwing they them get, under they the get bus. shade but it's it's pretty decent it's pretty they are not the bottom in the list in uh, the airline ranking yeah. every year. So, you know, shout out to them for making it work. But yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, you can't just onboard people right away. And now when suddenly this demand comes surging back, this summer was supposed to be the summer, the summer of travel. People for two and a half years have not traveled yep. and they are ready to go wild, eat, pray, love. They want to do everything. Uh, Cambodia, <laughs> Vietnam, Europe, everything. Ev- no location is far away. But what happened was they are indeed far away because, I mean, planes were just not taking off. That's the thing. And, you know, as we're seeing it today, this this crazy demand that we're talking about is like, obviously, we're all, we've all been cooped up. 
we've all been cooped up for a long time and people have have held back weddings uh you know travel i mean you me and you both have had weddings that um were planned during the pandemic that have been pushed out after right so industries came back with a freaking vengeance during this time and what's really interesting is um the rate that these industries have recovered right it's just so so quick it's a different problem that they're facing today rather than before where they were making just you know um crazy burnout rates that we talked about during our airlines episode um, two years ago like that was ridiculous but now we're coming with this this passion of uh a bunch of jobs being made, dude. Monthly jobs are getting added like crazy. I think in the previous month, like in June, literally we added 400,000 jobs, bro. Yeah. It's just a ridiculous, ridiculous number, right? And something interesting that I, I came across was just the phenomenon of, of why do jobs come back so fast after certain, you know, black swan events? Typically, when there's a financial crash like the 2008 financial crisis it's much harder for an economy to to recover because of those like let's say it's a monetary policy or, or a banking disaster etc if it involves that kind of money it's a little longer of of pain rather than a natural disaster and historically we've seen that jobs tend to come back much slower if it's these financial crunches rather than natural disasters like uh, in in 2005, right after Hurricane uh, Katrina, we had this wipeout, obviously, of the economy, right? But shortly after, months after, when the recovery had come uh, from the governments and the people started coming back to the area, jobs came back right away, right? So it's interesting that this is itself a natural disaster in some ways, like COVID-19. And we're seeing exactly the same phenomenon where jobs are coming back like crazy. Once they start opening governments up and opening places up, like restaurants came back, baby. Flying is flying is back. There's a lot of people flying across the world these days. Yeah, that recovery is is so staggering, you know, because everyone's talking about, hey, there's an upcoming recession, upcoming recession. Yeah. But if the economy is adding 400,000 jobs last month just the fact that there are still so many jobs out there and such a tight labor market yeah i mean to your point right like it may not look like um such an economy that's going into a recession because as an employee at the moment we have things that we didn't have um pre-pandemic which is bargaining power we have more benefits um our pay is going up actually across all groups um, of employees, even uh, hourly employees, wages are going up, right? Like, it's an interesting phenomenon. And people are getting paid a lot more across the rich world for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and when I say the rich world, it's just the the G6, the, the people who have large economies, basically. Um, and so it's interesting to see that as we come back, and are, you know, also experiencing this crazy amount of inflation, which we're not going to, don't worry, we're not going to talk about that today. I know we've talked about it a lot in 2021. Um, 
despite all that, wages are, are still increasing. You have more benefits. You, your employer may have said, hey, you can work from home from now on, you know, because they wanted to keep you. It's harder for employ, employers to keep employees these days. And that's really, that's really what a tight labor market means, yeah. right? There's a shit ton of jobs and there's not enough people who are looking for jobs to fill those positions. So the competition between employers are getting a lot hotter. They're also calling this a hot labor market. For that smaller cohort of people who know what they're doing and now have multiple <laughs> multiple places where they can land. And so now the competition is higher. Right. They can get higher salaries. It's fascinating. Like we're seeing, you know, countries like Japan. Japan has has traditionally, historically, not really been super uh, pro-immigration with regards to yeah. work, working over there. And now they are signaling, hey, come over. We want more more people <laughs> To, That's crazy, dude. They've never that done demand. It. Yeah, yeah. Same with great with uh, UK and their whole that whole um, what was it? Lorry drivers. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah. For people yeah. over Foreign there, lorry lorries drivers are, are getting visas, okay. buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something for people, we have to explain. For people, <laughs> for people out there, I grew up in India, so I know what a lorry is. A lorry is a truck. Yeah. So. Basically, what uh, the U.S. calls truck drivers, lorry drivers in the U.K., there's a shortage of that. There's a shortage of those a lot of roles things. and jobs yeah, across the globe, actually. Uh, but it's interesting that they were offering temporary visas for foreign lorry drivers. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And, you know, countries uh, putting up incentives for foreign workers to come it's not a new concept but the fact of the matter is they do that when they're desperate and that the labor markets are not completely filled actually to give you an example of this uh you know from pre-covid times the united states historically has had trouble getting healthcare workers into the country there's not enough um healthcare uh, graduates in the United States to feed the rising demand for healthcare workers, right? So what they did historically was um, offer that incentive to some specific countries. I think both the countries that you and I come from are getting incentives to go to the United States to work here yep, as healthcare yep. workers. And historically, a lot of Filipinos have come from the Philippines to, to go to the US to work as healthcare workers. Almost everybody I know in my community has a a family member who's working in healthcare, right? So this, this is not at all a new concept, but it's just interesting that now other countries are using the same method just because of this labor shortage. So it's yeah. quite interesting. You're seeing a lot of softening in that, you know, that hard stance, anti-immigration, anti, you know, you know, that rhetoric, which is prevalent across the developed world. You're seeing a softer stance on both sides of the aisle where they realize, hey, hang on, you know, we need the workforce. We cannot satiate the demand out there. This is the only way out. And it's good to see them softening that stance because it ultimately leads to greater growth and prosperity. Um, so that's that's great. But what wasn't great for me was my experience at the airport. And let me tell you about this, dude. So uh, I just told you how, you know, the screen said boards in five minutes and then cancel the flight. And this was at 1 a.m. at night. 
right? So I was standing there with my bag because I'm one of those guys who's ready to pounce on the the group five <laughs> to six. And I'm like, right, I'm that one of those guys. And suddenly, when the screen said flight canceled, you wouldn't believe this literally happened. Like 80 people who were standing next to me just started running in one direction. I was like, what is happening? Like, what the hell is happening? They just started running all in unison. And then I was like, are these people crazy? What are they doing? And then I realized they went to stand in the customer support desk for the airline. And there was a line of 250 people working on getting their flight rescheduled. And I was just standing there like dumbfounded as to what is happening and Jesus a lot of people Christ, had, man. yeah, a lot of people had connecting flights that got delayed onto this flight, and this flight got canceled. So they had no way to get back home. So that's why they were freaking out. So I saw that mess, and I'm like, Jesus, this is a first world country. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, but you know, it's tough. Actually, I, I feel for the airline staff because, man to the, the kind of uh, insults that they were getting. I was just standing there and thinking, oh man, this would, it would suck being on the other side. Uh, so uh, I, we were looking at some of the stats and it's true. There are actually 2.3 million fewer people working in aviation today as compared to the beginning of the pandemic. So you're looking at reduced number of people, so huge labor shortage. Um, and with the sudden surge in demand and people in holiday holiday mood for the summer with kids, uh, children having summer vacation and stuff, you're starting to see like fewer pilots, but the same amount of flying to do, right? So what what's the yep. option here? Yep. What's the option here? What's the solution? I was near an airport here in New York picking up a friend and there was this protest going on outside. Newark has always been dealing. If you guys are coming into New York, it's just sucks, bro. It's actually, it's not designed correctly, but they're, they're rebuilding. It's better than the New York city. airports. You know, what's crazy, dude. I flew from Bangalore to New York city to do my masters out there. And I, I, I was, always thinking, man, this was the first time I was flying into New York City. And I was like, this is it, dude. I've made it. You know, this is where it's at. And then you fly <laughs> this, and then you fly into JFK and you literally have a board made out of cardboard saying, this is the direction with someone mm. sharpied on a direction for baggage <laughs> claim. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is the most jankiest shit I've ever seen. So yeah, airports... Came back to India. Yeah, airports are quite bad in the US. Yeah, but I mean, you know, what I was mentioning was that there were pilots who were protesting, Delta pilots who were protesting. And when I saw that, you know, a couple of days later, it's all over the damn news. It's because these people are so tired of working, bro. They're like working extra overtime. There's not enough pilots to fill the demand. Because of that, these airlines have to cut flights. That's also a reason, you know, why they're cutting flights. I mean, the labor short. Yeah. I mean, 
dude, if you need somebody on a damn plane, it's a, it's a pilot, right? Yeah. It flies maybe 80% of the time, like, you know, with autopilot, but you got to get it off the ground and you got to get it landed. So, Bro, spoken like someone who has sure no idea of what a plane, <laughs> you literally spoke like, yeah, it's like, you just put it on autopilot, yeah, you but know, I have, like one of those movies, like the hero just sits in the cockpit, dude, kicks the pilot like out. That, apparently. <laughs> no. it's dude, it's a lot, bro, there's a lot of training. Of course it's complex. In. Yeah. Of yeah. course it's complex. But what I'm saying is the, the, vast majority of the time they spend in the plane it's on autopilot mode but obviously you still need those people to be you know getting off the damn ground and falling or and falling and landing <laughs> right <laughs> so it, it's still important but that's a huge reason for airlines having to cancel all these damn flights and you know for prices to be at the craziest levels they've been i go to the the west coast a lot Right, because I travel from the East. I'm I'm from Jersey City. I travel a lot to Seattle for work. When I go to Seattle for work, typically, like a flight has costed me throughout the year. Earlier part of the Q1 of the year was costing me like probably three hundred, four hundred, mm. right? And that's expensive yeah. already. I could have found tickets for like two eighty or something like that, dude. What I just paid for now to go to Portland, Oregon, was eight hundred dollars. From Newark to Portland, Oregon, which is about the same distance as it is to Seattle, right? So it's just kind of crazy that because of these um, reductions in flights as well, the flights are just getting more expensive. It's a basic supply and demand, yeah. right? But that's also getting affected by this labor shortage is that the fact that there's less planes in the air, the prices of each flight gets a lot more expensive. Yeah, pilots... Um it's it's a tough job and the training that they go through is really really grueling like uh one of my friends is so super into aviation and he was telling me how you know um the whole people might have heard of the boeing 737 max you know those crashes and stuff so a lot of the pilots have to go through recertification and retraining because some of the the planes have changed so you really need experienced stuff and that is actually resulting in a your base salary as a pilot has increased by nearly 17%. Like United and American and I think all, more or less all the airlines have now are trying to compete with each other. And now the base salary for a captain of a single aisle plane is, is 340K, which is great, right? So you Jeez. want it to be... Yeah. Yeah. That is for a single aisle. I'm in the plane. wrong so, job, buddy. So think about a larger twin aisle plane where you know you're flying international. Like the trip from the US to India is always twin aisle planes, and the base salary for a pilot is four thirty thousand dollars. If that is the demand, you need to pay the pilots well, and so hopefully there's some you know balancing that takes place where. Now pilots are actually, you know, willing to take these jobs um, and companies can recruit them and, and satisfy the demand that uh, we're seeing. I mean, the, the worst thing is everyone loses, right? Because, you know, talk about Heathrow, you mentioned it in the intro where they are asking airlines to stop selling tickets. Uh, so everyone gets impacted. Consumers can't get to their destinations. Airlines can't 
you know, make revenue out of that. So yeah, you're starting to see a lot of bottlenecks. Yeah, we have more benefits nowadays. You know, employers have started giving you what they couldn't give in the past in place of higher wages if they can um, give you that, right? And so, you know, there's a lot of positives that are coming out of this um, this labor shortage as well. It's it's moving the power of uh, the bargaining power of employees that historically has been very hard and historically has just existed within unions, right? So it, it's quite interesting what we're seeing right now, the shift in, in the labor market to employee power. Dude, we're seeing historical lows for unemployment, you know? You know what U6 unemployment is? You know what that term refers to? U6 unemployment? Mm-hmm. No. So U6, U6 unemployment is unemployment, um, but also including people who aren't necessarily looking for jobs right now. U6 unemployment is at a historically, the historic lowest it's ever been, according to the data. Um, and that's fascinating because... Unemployment, as we think about it, you know, during this time when everybody's touting a recession, that's the one economic ticker that when we see, we're like, oh shit, it's not all that bad. We got employment going for us, right? So that's another positive spin to what's going on right now. Although these these companies are having a hard time fulfilling employee demands.